if you would remain standing, turn in your to page 1,667. 1,667. Our scripture lesson this morning is out of John, John chapter 10. We're going to be reading verses 14 through 30. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the scat and scatters it. I started at verse 11, I'm so sorry. That must be important. Then the wolf attacks and scatters it. The man runs away because he is hired. He is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen, and I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my Father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me. I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This command I received from my Father. At these words, the Jews again were divided. Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Then the feast of the dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple area walking around Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered around him saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand, for I and my Father are one. This is the Word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. 
Well, I worked on my mic this week, and I thought I had it figured out, but I can hear it still going in and out, so I apologize. <laughs> Coffee with God. I want to take a few moments and, and kind of review how this all came about, and then we'll get into what the Lord has for us this morning. But Coffee with God started by me trying to honestly get God to speak to me. The one who is Lord over all, it doesn't actually help to force him to do something. You get what I'm saying? So it's one of those things to where it's like, you know, God, I really want you to speak to me. I really want to understand what you're saying and how you're speaking to me. Phil's going to give me a handheld mic. Um, but I'm trying to figure out what, what does God want, how does God share with me, how does he talk to me? So what happened in my life was there was a time of a lot of voices going on in my head. So there was a time in my life to where I was listening and hearing a lot of different voices in my head. I know that can sound like chaos and crazy, but I think at points we've all been there. So you get, you get thoughts that start bombarding you, and it's taking you from one place to another, and mentally, by the time it's all said and done, you're kind of feeling a little scattered chaos and frustrated because you can't pinpoint what you're thinking about and what makes sense. So this, what happened with me was a lot of different voices started. These different thoughts would come through my head and some were out there. For example, I would be sitting in our living room and I get this thought that I needed to go across the street to a funeral home that was nearby and pick up the trash that's in their parking lot. Now in the middle of watching whatever TV show that I may have been watching, that seemed a little out there. Where did that Where did that thought come from? So I began to entertain And then the next thought would come in, and it would be this, or we're working on this. Is it better if I just talk like this? Is that okay? Okay. So, my thoughts were a little scattered. Go figure like today. Um, but here's what it all boiled down to, is that I would hear and understand that I was, God wanted me, I say God now, but back then I was like, I think I'm losing it. Because things were so loud and things were so sporadic that I began to wonder what was going on. 
So it got to the point, honestly, that I sat down across the table from Julie. I grabbed her by the hands and I told her, and I was just crying. And I said, Julie, I, I, I think I need to go see someone. I, I, am, I am losing it. And it just was such a concern to me. And I'll never forget what she said. <laughs> you won't either. She said, listen for the pronouns. And I'm like, what? I am pouring my heart and soul out. I think I'm going crazy. And you tell me to listen for the pronouns. And she's like, I didn't tell you that. So I walked in there one night. And I'm like, okay, listen for the pronouns. What is that supposed to do? So that's when I got up that next morning and I go to the coffee pot and I pour myself a cup of coffee. And I'm sitting there and I'm standing there and I'm going, man, what is going on in my head? What is going on? Poor two. This thought in my head is poor two. Okay? Now we could have closure. So what I ended up doing was taking these two cups of coffee, walking out to my little desk, and I sit down, I don't know God's voice. So what I started doing was in hopes of <laughs> How about this? I know I'm taking God's seat, but we'll save coffee cup. My sheep know my voice. That penetrated my heart. Because I couldn't sit there in all honesty and say, yes, I know your voice. I couldn't. I was involved in ministry. I had been to seminary, all of those different things. And I sat there going, 
I, I don't know your voice because my head at this po- point is full of chaos. So what I started doing was I wrote down first. I took a notepad. First thing I wrote down, listen for the pronouns. I'm like, okay, what does that even mean, God? Listen for the pronouns. What does that mean? And the first verse he took me to was Genesis 3.1. And that is when the serpent goes to Eve and said, does God, did God really say? It was an accusatory statement that the enemy gave because the enemy is the accuser, is he not? So oftentimes, if I'm taking these thoughts in my mind and I'm looking through them, then there are pronouns in every one of those thoughts. So I began to write all of those down. What am I hearing? And every one of those thoughts had a pronoun in it. Then God led me to do something else, and that was to make two columns on a sheet of paper. One column was listing out all of his characteristics, which was a great study. So I listed out all of his characteristics. He's loving. He's kind. He's our counselor. He's peace. He's joy. He is righteous. He is holy. All of those things. And beside each one of those things, I started writing out scripture references. Because the Bible is truth. The Bible is truth. And so I'm seeing throughout scripture where God and his character showed up. So I finished that list and then I started on the second side of the of my notepad, and I started another list. It's the characteristics of the enemy. Who he is. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He's an accuser, which I just brought up. He is a roaring lion. He wants to devour. He's a thief. He will steal. He will kill and destroy and condemn. That's just to name a few. Alongside that list was also scripture references. So as we understand that we're in this battle, we're in this fight, and as we've talked about over the last few weeks, that the Holy Spirit lives in us, right? The Holy Spirit lives in us. We're in a fight. We're in a battle. And when you're in this fight and when you're in a battle, you need to know your enemy. So as I looked at these two columns on my sheet of paper, all of who God is, all of who the enemy is, then in the center, I started writing down my thoughts of all the craziness that was in my head. And then I could take those thoughts and line them up with the character of who was speaking. And who I was hearing. You see, the Bible says that my sheep know my voice. Does God speak today? This just wasn't for this time in in the disciples. Does God 
speak today? Yes, he does. My sheep know my voice. Now, here's an issue that, that I ran into in doing this exercise, is that I realized that I knew the enemy's voice better than I knew God's voice. Because, see, my, my life was, I had, unfortunately, would focus on the negatives. When I got condemned or felt condemned or was condemned by the thoughts in my mind, I embraced it. So I got to know the enemy's voice a whole lot better than God's voice. That's a scary place to be, church. That's a scary place to be. But my sheep know my voice. So see, that scripture, John 10, 27, was my lifeline to move into hearing God. Now, when I talk about hearing God, I'm talking about hearing or understanding these thoughts, the movement of the Holy Spirit in my life that brings guidance, direction. He's our counselor, right? We've talked about all those things. How else is he going to communicate with us other than in our mind? Because even Paul talks about renewing your mind. Now, can God talk in an audible voice? Yes, God is unlimited. He can talk in an audible voice all day long if he wants to. But at this point in time in the church, those times are rare. At this point in time, those are rare. But he does speak to us and he does communicate with us. And that's the point that Jesus was making here with the Pharisees. His point was, my kids know my voice. My sheep, the one I guard, the ones I guard, the ones I protect, the ones I am called to lead, know my voice. I wanted to get there. I wanted to get there. And so the Lord started me on this journey. And that journey was, listen for the pronouns. Organize the thoughts in your head on paper if you have to, Ian. Know me was his other. That's the reason for listing out his characteristics. Is to know him. To know that he is good and kind. That he is righteous and holy. But it's also to know and understand the enemy. Because when I get the thoughts of self-condemnation, when I get the thoughts of accusation, when doubts and chaos and frustration and anxiety is what is birthed out of the thoughts in my mind, guess who's on the attack? So it made it easier as I went through life in looking and understanding what I was understanding in my mind, the thoughts that came to me to categorize them and to go, this is a condemning thought. That is not of God because Jesus did not come to condemn, right? He came to lift up. He came to encourage. 
He came to build up, to edify. Be ye holy, for I am holy. Ian, I'm not going to point out what, of, how much of, of, a, of a jerk you are. I'm going to let you know, okay, maybe you shouldn't have said it the way you said it. Ask for forgiveness, let's move on. But let me restore you into what I've called you to be. Instead of me just going home and wallowing in the wrong that I have done or the chaos that I feel, God wants to lift me up out of that, realize that the enemy is a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour and teach me to fight against it. So that was my journey. So as I sat down beside this extra cup of coffee, and at points I would just stare at it and go, you know what? I am having coffee with God. Nobody's ever going to believe this. Here I sit today, talking about an understanding that Jesus speaks to his sheep. And that he wants to talk to us. He wants to communicate with us. He wants to lead us. My sheep know my voice. I know them and they follow me. My sheep know my voice. I know them and they follow me. So I walk across the street and I take my trash bag and I'm picking up trash around the, the funeral home. And we knew the owners of the funeral home, and it came to a point where he was asking me, what are you doing? I'm picking up your trash. Why? <laughs> it was all good to that point. You know, I had, a, I had an understanding of, okay, well, I can kind of <laughs> talk my way out of this so I don't look so insane. Because God told me to, I think. That's where I was at that point. So I'm like, okay, well, would the enemy go tell me to pick up his trash, or would the enemy tell me to go take my trash and dump my trash on his property? Right? It's about serving. So I said, I think God's telling me to pick up your trash. And he's like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that was easier than I thought, but great, fantastic. And really what it boiled down to for him was to see a sense of obedience. I never picked up on that until there was a number of different things that the Lord had told me to go do. And I realized the last part of that verse. I know them and they follow me. That last part of the verse screams obedience. It screams obedience. And this is where I learned that if obedience is not immediate, then it's disobedience. And disobedience is sin. And sin separates. So as I continued to hear different things that the Lord would share with me in my own mind, then it became about being obedient. So I was understanding who 
was communicating with me, who was talking with me, and then being able to differentiate that and step into the obedience aspect of life. So as we're sitting at a restaurant, for example, and the waitress comes up to your table, and you're there to have dinner, but your heart says, pray for her, who is that? Not the enemy. Most of us are shy enough to go, that ain't my thought, because I would never, right? So it's got to be God. So you have one of two choices. You can obey or you can disobey. Take your pick. You can obey or disobey. Because, see, the reason that I went through all of this and that you will go through this is because God loves that waitress so much that he sent his son, Jesus, to die for her. You see, it comes to be a point of God moving through you to others. And he loves her so much that all he is saying was, please open your mouth. Please. Encourage her. Uplift her. Let me use you to save her. So quickly, all the chaos in my mind is I learned and I wrote and I practiced. And it does take practice. But as you work and you practice, God opens up doors for you to reach other people. Because you know what? He wants them too. Jesus talked about that. I have other sheep. I want to be their shepherd. There comes an understanding at a point in time that we have to understand that Jesus, when he left this earth and he sent the Holy Spirit, but when he left this earth, he left all of what he was doing with 11 guys. By that time, Judas had passed on the next disciple had not been chosen yet. When Jesus went to heaven, he left his mission with 11 guys. He trusted them that much. To have walked with them for three years, to have poured his life into them, to show them example after example after example of who he is, and he left it with them. Because he loved them, and he trusted them. Church, he trusts you. He trusts you. With everything of what he has shown you through your life, everything that has been written in this book, everything that we have experienced, he loves you and he trusts you to allow him to use you for the other sheep that are out there. That means that you're going to have to go beyond what you're comfortable with. The disciples did it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, read it. The disciples did all the time. And a lot of times they missed it. They didn't get it. And Jesus is like, how much longer am I going to have to put up with you guys? I believe he has said that to me. 
but he wants to use us. He wants to talk to us. He wants us to understand that you hear his voice. You hear it. The question comes, what are we going to do with it? But he trusts us. So as I've sat with God and talked to him about these things, and the things that I've brought up to you today, I brought up to him. God, I, I don't think I can, I, don't, I, I can't pray for that waitress. Why not? I, because I'm not comfortable. Die to self, Ian. <laughs> Die to self. Step out and trust me. This is faith. This is faith. Well, what if they don't believe it? It's not my job to make them believe it. It's my job to be obedient. It is my job to be obedient. Well, what if it doesn't work out the way that I want it to? This isn't about what you want. Will you be obedient? Will you be obedient? And as I sat there with the Lord and and if you're wondering, no, the coffee never went down in his cup. But he showed me things through scripture. And as I stepped out and did the things that he put on my heart to do, which is, that's a common phrase that we use. Well, God put this on my heart. Yes, well, he also spoke it into your head. But as I stepped out to do those things, I learned more and more about who he is. I saw amazing things happen. Miracles take place. Miracles. Like people being healed. Like my gas gauge going from empty to a quarter of a tank. I mean, I've seen that stuff happen. But it's because of the willingness to step out in faith, in obedience, to trust him. And that's what God is releasing in us and through us today. God speaks to us. Listen to him. And let's be obedient. Will we miss it? There's a good chance at points. Yes, you might. But in a humbled heart, ask for forgiveness and move on. God is setting us up to change the world. He is setting us up to change the world. Who are we? We are perfect to be used to do just that. It doesn't matter what you think about you. He thinks you're awesome. He thinks that you're amazing. He can't wait to use you. Now just let him. Coffee with God, hearing voices. What I talked about this morning on making columns on notepads. This is how God worked with me. It doesn't have to be this way for everyone. But it's a pretty good idea. I'm just going to be very honest. This is a practical tool to understand God's voice and the enemy's voice. It will put you in the Bible. It will make you look and read scripture. But it will bring calmness to your heart and mind. 
because you'll understand who's speaking, what they're saying, and give you confidence to move forward. Listen for the pronouns, church. Write down God's characteristics. Write down the enemy's characteristics. Take time to write down your own thoughts. God is with us, and he is for us. God is with us, and he is for us, and he speaks to us. Let's pray. Father, Lord God, we thank you for the day. This day, March 1st, Father, a day of renewal, a day of moving forward. God, a day of submission and surrender. Father, thank you for who you are. I thank you for teaching us. Father, I pray that our hearts are open to understand that we hear your voice. And God, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for leading us. In Jesus' name, amen.